You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our program, folks, is brought by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breaknick Hill Road in Lincoln. Whether it's lunch, dinner, celebrating with friends, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year from everyone at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Tucker Carlson did an interesting piece about did the CIA have a hand in the murder of JFK? I want to play this piece right now. Tonight, so not long after Jack Ruby shot Lee Harvey Oswald on camera in the basement of Dallas Police Headquarters, a lot of Americans started to have some questions about the Kennedy assassination. It was, you'd have to admit, a pretty extraordinary sequence of events. A lone gunman murders the President of the United States, and then, less than 48 hours later, that lone gunman is himself murdered by another lone gunman. What are the odds of that? It's one thing if you get struck by lightning, rare but possible. But if every member of your family also gets struck by lightning all on different days, you might begin to suspect these are not entirely natural events. But oh, replied the U.S. government, they are. This bizarre chain of killings was all entirely natural. So less than a year after the JFK assassination, the Johnson White House released something called the Warren Commission Report. And the report concluded that while their motives remained unclear, Both Lee Oswald and Jack Ruby had acted alone. No one helped them. There was no conspiracy of any kind. Case closed. Time to move on. And many many Americans did move on. At the time, they had no idea how shoddy and corrupt the Warren Commission was. It would be nearly 50 years before the CIA admitted under duress that, in fact, it had withheld information from investigators about its relationship with Lee Harvey Oswald. But even then, at the time, before that was known... The government's explanation didn't seem entirely plausible, and some people started asking obvious questions about it. It was at that point, as Americans started to doubt the official story, that the term conspiracy theory entered our lexicon. Wow. As Professor Lance DeHaven-Smith points out in his book on the subject, the term conspiracy theory did not exist as a phrase in everyday American conversation before 1964. Hmm. In 1964, the year the Warren Commission issued its report, The New York Times published five stories in which conspiracy theory appeared. Now, today, of course, the term conspiracy theory appears in pretty much every New York Times story about American politics. It's wielded, now as then, as a weapon against anyone who asks questions the government doesn't feel like answering. But despite 60 years of name-calling, those questions have not disappeared. In fact, they have multiplied with time. And here's one of them. In April of 1964, a psychiatrist called Louis Joylin West visited Jack Ruby in his isolation cell in a Dallas jail. According to West's written assessment, he found that Jack Ruby was, quote, technically insane and in need of immediate psychiatric hospitalization. Hmm. Those are conclusions that, puzzlingly, no one who had spoken to Jack Ruby previously had reached. Ruby had seemed perfectly sane to the people who knew him. Louis Joylin West pronounced him crazy. But what what West did not say was that he was working for the CIA at the time. Louis Joylin West was a contract psychiatrist for the spy agency. He was also an expert on mind control and a prominent player in the now infamous MKUltra program in which the CIA gave powerful psychiatric drugs to Americans without their knowledge. So of all the psychiatrists in the world, what in the world was this guy doing in Jack Ruby's prison cell? The media did not seem interested in finding out. In fact, the New York Times, in an extensive 1999 obituary of West, never mentioned the fact that he had worked for the CIA, much less his time in Jack Ruby's cell, which seems relevant. Yes. So you can see why non-crazy people would wonder about what really happened. And of course, many have wondered. In 1976, long forgotten, the House of Representatives impaneled a special committee to reinvestigate the JFK assassination. Their bipartisan conclusion? Jack Kennedy was almost certainly murdered as the result of a conspiracy. Hmm. But the question is, a conspiracy by whom? Right. Well, the obvious suspect would be the CIA. Why else would the agency withhold critical evidence for investigators? Is there a benign explanation for that, for maintaining this level of secrecy for this many years? Not that we're aware of. And it is illegal. In 1992, Congress passed the President John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Collection Act, that act mandated full disclosure of all documents by 2017, 54 years after JFK was killed. The last administration promised to comply fully with that law, but under intense pressure from CIA Director Mike Pompeo, 
withheld in the end thousands of pages of CIA documents. Today, this afternoon, the Biden administration did exactly the same thing. That would be thousands of pages of documents after nearly 60 years, after the death of every single person involved. But we still can't see them. Clearly, it's not to protect any person. They're all dead. It's to protect an institution. But why? Hmm. Well, today we decided to find out. We spoke to someone who had access to these still-hidden CIA documents, a person who was deeply familiar with what they contain. We asked this person directly, did the CIA have a hand in the murder of John F. Kennedy, an American president? And here's the reply we received verbatim. Quote, the answer is yes. I believe they were involved. It's a whole different country from what we thought it was. It's all fake. It's hard to imagine a more jarring response than that. Again, this is not a, quote, conspiracy theorist that we spoke to. Not even close. Hmm. This is someone with direct knowledge of the information that once again is being withheld from the American public. And the answer we received was unequivocal. Yes, the CIA was involved in the assassination of the president. Now, some people will not be surprised to hear that. They suspected it all along. But no matter how you feel about or what you thought about the Kennedy assassination, pause to consider what this means. It means that within the U.S. government, there are forces wholly beyond democratic control. That's right. These forces are more powerful than the elected officials that supposedly oversee them. These forces can affect election outcomes. They can even hide their complicity in the murder of an American president. In other words, they can do pretty much anything they want. Hmm. They constitute a government within a government, mocking by their very existence the idea of democracy. As cynical as we have become after 30 years of watching government officials ignore the voters who employ them, we were shocked to learn this. It's not acceptable. Americans have trusted their government less with every passing year since the killing of John F. Kennedy. Maybe this is why. And people have known this for a long time. The people who knew would include every director of the CIA since November of 1963. And that list would include Obama's CIA director, John Brennan, hmm. one of the most sinister and dishonest figures in American life. That list would also include, we are sad to say, our friend Mike Pompeo, who Whoa. ran the CIA in the last administration. That's right. Mike Pompeo knew this. We asked Pompeo to join us tonight, and though he rarely turns down a televised interview, he refused to come. We hope he will reconsider. You know, that is, um, and Pompeo running for president, that is going to present, that's going to present a challenge and a problem for him. Uh, I, I'm not saying it's, it's disqualifying. I'm just saying I'm not convinced, obviously, that, well, you just heard Tucker Carlson say Mike Pompeo former head of the CIA and also former Secretary of State under President Trump that in essence he you know has has no interest in being on to discuss any of that. I also want to um stay folks with uh Tucker Carlson for a moment. He did a very interesting interview with Mike Tyson. Let's hear this. This is Tucker Carlson interviewing Mike Tyson. Yeah, my disadvantage was my advantage. What do you mean? Um, my adversity yeah. inspired me to be more than what I truly was. I believe that. So you are inspired by Ali, then you go to a different reform school, yes. and they have a former fighter there who trains you. Is that the point when you realize you're going to do this for a living? Yeah, but this is the thing. When I came there, I was in another facility on that campus. And I believe I, I don't want to say I stabbed somebody, but I had an altercation with somebody. So I, I came when he met me. I had handcuffs and I'm rearrested. And I was a mess. And so when I was, when the guys were talking to me, because they wanted, they, they said, well, you're not a bad guy because you did that. So we talked. He said, we have an ex-fighter, Bobby Stewart. You need to meet him. He'll probably get you in shape. And I said, well, I would love to meet him. I met Muhammad Ali. I seen Muhammad Ali once. And then this guy knocks on my door. I heard you want to talk. What do you want? I said, I, I want to be a fighter. He said, everybody wants to be a fighter. You show me you want to be a fighter. Let's just see how your conduct is. And I went from being a really jerky, nasty guy to becoming an ace. Really? Yeah. Then, um, and then he started training me. 
What was it about that? Is the discipline that he imposed? Yes. I wanted to be a fighter so bad. If you hadn't become a professional boxer, what would you have done? No doubt. I was going to be that champ. You knew you were going to be at what age? Um, 13, 14. And four years later, you were? Uh, um, seven years later. Seven years later. So when did you meet Customato? When I was 12. Um, I was at the facility, and the guy drove me to me, though. Because I made my levels in there. I was a trustee now. Yes. I was a good kid, a trustee, so I, I can go to get, um, get off campus and go visit them. What, what was he like? Total disciplinarian. Yeah. Take no Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's what I need. Not a weak, not a weak no, man. No, no signs of weakness. Yeah. No signs of weakness. If you didn't conduct yourself the way he conducted yourself, you're not Italian. He's going to tell you what Italian is. If, you, if he saw, like, one of those guys, Paulie Shaw, what's the Paulie name? The Italian guys, the Jersey Shaw guys? Paulie Wilmer. Not Italian. I said, cuss. Paulie Dude. They are not Italian. Wow. He would say something like that. If you don't conduct yourself, oh, this Italian only conduct themselves like this. Wow. He's not Italian. Wow. He was that kind of guy. Amazing. So when, nothing what was playful? Listen to Tucker. Amazing. Nothing playful. Nothing <laughs> playful? We had the team and put behind his back. There was nothing playful about him. And you liked that. Hey, you know what? I loved it. Someone cared about me. Yeah. And if anybody says something to me, I'll punch him in the face. Attack him. So, so interesting. <laughs> because most people don't say nothing about me. They'll attack you physically. Were you ever afraid? I was always afraid of him. I'm afraid of him now. Like dead. <laughs> he made sure you were afraid of him. And you liked that. Listen, we had, we were on the third floor, right? And we're talking crap. Yeah, we're talking about girls and stuff. And then we hear, eh, and he's coming and saying, everybody stop talking. And then he comes and said, hey. I heard everybody dead laughing from the first floor. I come up here and not laugh. I want to know what's funny. I want to laugh, too. And nothing, because we were just talking. You know, because he was just on our back. We, we told him we were talking about girls. That's what you do. Girls are nothing on your mind. You have to get girls off your mind. How are you going to be champion just thinking about girls, okay? So we never told him what we think about. No, because we're not doing nothing. We just up here talking, nothing. Talking about what? I want to know. You guys are all laughing. The whole house is up in the chairs laughing. I want to know. I come and say, stop laughing. Why? And, you know, the guy, he's scared to death to say anything. <laughs> But, I mean, you were, like, twice as big as him. No, Paul, that don't mean nothing. He had, he had the, he had the, um, I mean, he had the system of intimidation down like a science. <laughs> really? He had it down to a science. How? What were his methods? Not talking. <laughs> you know, he, um, God language is language without making, talk, without making sounds. Yeah. So you understand if he's mad or not. Look at that. Oh, look at me. I'm just a little boy. So happy to be with this guy. Look how big I am. I'm 14. You're 14 then? Yeah, look how big I am. Yeah, you're enormous. <laughs> Baby Huey. So did he, and I, pardon my bad memory, did he live to see you become... No, he died a year before. Not even, less than a year. Really? Eight, nine months, something like that. And he, by that point, I think was your guardian, right? Yeah, my mother signed me over to him before she died. How old were you when she died? 16. 16. So he wasn't just your coach, he was your mentor and your leader. Yeah, if I didn't make him fight, I still had to be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't go there. I still had to, I had to get a job, but I still had to be there. Did you live with him? Yeah, I thought I was 13, 14, 13. You lived at his house? Yeah. That's so different. Hey, listen. Anytime I saw a white guy was a judge, a cop, or he was a victim. And I come to this guy's house, and this guy showed me love. And, um, wow, love is powerful. One of the reasons I wanted to interview you is because you're the author of one of my favorite quotes ever in English, which is, everybody's got a plan till he gets hit in the face. A hundred percent. Because people now, especially now, no one's going to fight. People like talking now. They get on the stage, they get on YouTube, and they start talking. Yeah. And that's why some people... Some people are not made for handling, handling criticism. They're just not made for... Some people go off the deep end when you criticize them. Yes. Some people just can't handle it. And some of the power, most powerful people in the world just can't handle it. They're not mature enough to handle criticism. Where, have you gotten better at handling criticism as, you, as you've gotten older? Yes, but mostly... Um, 
but it's still it can get it can get even better. Sometimes I get sometimes I get in my head and think I'm somebody, and then I'm easily offended. But when I know I'm nobody, I could never be offended. <laughs> Wait, is that a deep insight? Sometimes I get in my head that I'm somebody and I'm easily offended, and then I remind that. myself I'm nobody and I'm not offended. Exactly, hundred percent. So if you, you know, if you're that well known and everywhere you go, people are sucking up to you and taking pictures with you, how do you remind yourself, as you said, that actually I'm nobody? Well, I don't know. God, God did this. I asked for this, and this is what He gave me. It's not like all right, folks. So that is part one. This is the part that is also interesting. And again, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. I just want to hear this. He has a 1,400-pound tiger living in his home. Mike Tyson with Tucker Carlson. Why did... Uh, I'm laughing nervously. Um, what, you really felt that way? You wanted yeah. To, how did you get yourself into a frame of mind where you wanted to kill them? You think about who I am. I don't want to go back there no more. I don't want to be... I don't want to be in that poverty um, state of mind anymore. Not from a physical perspective. I don't want to be poverty struck in here. Yeah. So would you sit and think about it before a fight? Think about the guy you were fighting? Absolutely. The more you hurt them, the higher you go in life. In fact, that's just my mentality. That's the more you hurt them, the more people love you. Wow, that's, that's pretty yeah. intense and true, I guess. Um, so when you knocked him out, you were satisfied, happy. Oh, I don't even want to say, yeah, kind of, yeah. What don't you want to say? It wasn't good enough. At that time in my life, it wasn't good enough. You wanted to keep going? I told him, yeah, I wanted to crush his spirit. I wanted to ever think he could beat me. Fear is like fire. If you know how to control it, it keeps us all warm. It feeds our food, it, it, it heats our food and everything. But if um, you let it get out of control, to destroy you and everything around you. How do you? That's such a smart point. How do you? How do you keep it in its box where it's the nuclear reactor that fuels you, but it's not the forest fire that destroys? I don't know. I was programmed. I could be in a room with a bunch of really bad, or you may consider bad, but very interesting people that I maybe shouldn't be able to leave that room. But it's just my projection of how I feel, and I project it on anyone else. Have you, uh, in the years since those fights, have you stayed in touch with any of the guys you fought? Holyfield. Holyfield. Hmm. We're business partners. And the THC gummy business. And every and all the, all the marijuana stuff, pretty much. We're gonna do um um we're doing um the bites. Mike Bites, the yeah. part of Holyfield ear that was missing, we're getting ready to come out with that. And we've been very successful with that, and I'm so happy that he's going to... This is what I say, all right, listen to this. We're the only fighters in the history of the world that's still getting paid from a fight 25 years ago. <laughs> well, who's, who's doing that? Do you still have tigers? No, I have little kids. If I didn't have kids, just me and her, we would. So when your kids get older, you're going to have tigers again? No, I'm not going to be um, strong enough to handle them. You gotta be, gotta be tough with them sometimes. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, they understand. Listen, not the tigers as much because they get offended. They speak, they get um, depressed when you reprimand them. But lions are like dogs. Hey, sick him. Hey, get over here. Just like dogs. Cheetahs too. Cheetahs are more dogs. Cheetahs bark. They don't growl. They cast a purr. They bite. They bark. So most cats, are, some cats are in the dog family. Really. Mm. So a cheetah behaves like a dog. If a cheetah and um and a lion, tiger's not so, but you can tell them what to do. And they that tag somebody, that jump on you, they come and chill out with you. Tigers are not like that. They just want to hang out with you alone. They don't want to be friends with no one else. Is it dangerous to have friends over when you got tigers? I normally don't have, I have them in the cage when the friends come over. Do you? Th so you? Th you're saying as you get older, and you become less aggressive the cats can smell that yeah they need they know listen they have to be put in that place the tiger knows he has to be put in this place and if you're not able to put him in this place he'll put you in your place so you got to be the customado to his mic absolutely and it doesn't have to be brutal right it doesn't have to be brutal listen you can teach these cats right you can teach them but very few like only half a percent could be trained you can't tame them you can train them but you can't tame them 
probably what, half a percent. What's the difference? Well, if you um, if you train them, they do tricks for you. You hang out with them. They do this, and then you gotta put them away. Yeah. You know, but when you um, when you have them ready, they they, they sleep in the bed with you. You can do that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but I didn't have blind bad tigers in my bed. And I had two of them in the bed. That's why they don't go well. I can't again. believe t- t- Tucker is doing this thing. You got two 400 pound cats fighting you. Holy <laughs> shit. And you just got to roll to the floor. You roll on the floor and they're fighting on the bed. And they want to get close to you. But which one wants to get close? They start fighting. How do you break up a tiger fight? I don't. You know what I mean? Just one of them beats out of one. Then he runs to me. The other one tries to get behind me. And this guy comes. Oh, shit. It's like three in the morning in your bedroom? If I fight, what the? <laughs> I don't think I can handle that no, level this, of I drama. I didn't think I could either. That never <laughs> happened to me before. I used to have them since they first born. They slept with me, hanging out with me. And this never happened before. Never have, never thought about bringing them up. They come upstairs. They hang out. But listen, if they ever fought, I get up. They leave. They, oh, listen, the whole house you have to leave. Yeah, they fought. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> I have to get the whole house just flushed out, man. Why? The, the, uh, it's so, oh man, you can't. You think um, you think somebody do the um, nuclear bomb on you or something, man? You can't breathe. Oh, the musk. Yeah. Ooh, they're spraying that stuff everywhere. <sighs> Listen, and if you're not careful, sometimes you, they, they they do this to you, and then they walk by, pow, hit you with piss. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Is this on they do out of contempt or love or why do they do that? Sometimes you piss them off. Sometimes they're doing jokes on you, and they piss on you. They just walk by and they rub up to you, rub, can your face naked, and they walk, pow, and it comes from the back. And they come out. It doesn't. You know, it doesn't I really get drop down and come back. The Tucker is trying to the smell of the piss. Expand oh. the audience, oh. <laughs> but. It's really strong, huh? Oh, man. Listen, and I also you don't have nothing on that. understand really? that. Well, yeah, you can pass out, man. You got to see it, man. And when they do <laughs> it, listen, only interview it comes out like a spring pop. Some of the, the politicians so many times. Boom, man. But this is... Uh, <laughs> you die from the smell. The smell is worse than... The, oh, man. How long did you have big cats in your house? 14 years, 13 years, something. Like when people came in... I took them to the cage, to the cage where they run around and stuff. At. Did you ever worry you were going to get bitten? I should have been. But right. My ego told me I got these big mothers. On all right, all right, all right, folks. Again, I thought let's you know, it's the final week of December. All right, let's. Uh, he's doing something different. Yeah, I'll listen to that a little bit. But I know it went on a little bit too long. I apologize. It definitely went on um, a little bit too long. Folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is uh, 1.30. 1.30. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, if you check out the website, dePietro.com, we do have the, uh, the victim last night, the Waverly Street murder victim. His name, Michael De La Rosa. We also have our video from last night, the live stream as we were there. So you can uh, see it all. I don't, I think we're the first ones to identify who this individual is. I believe so. So, and he leaves behind two children. Looks like two very young children, as a matter of fact. So I, we don't have, would they, they have not announced any type of suspect yet and they have not announced any type of motive so that that part we we don't know yet but this uh this is the individual young man 28 years old running some kind of a business i don't know that's um obviously you got to be careful around there that's definitely uh yeah, I'd say that's a dicey area, to say the least. Yeah, without question, that's that's a dicey area in and around that that part of Cranston Street. Hey, folks, don't forget now. Right now on this sunny Tuesday, let me check the time. So it's one thirty-one, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. 
It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is depetro.com. If you're looking for some great gifts, why not head over and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Pop in and see Marie at It's My Health. Right across from, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, It's My Health. She has some Great, great Christmas gift ideas, whether it's wonderful natural oil body soaps or body lotion, or she also has some delicious teas. You can support a local business. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health, because it's your health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. So, folks, if you log on on the website, you will see that we do have... The victim who, in fact, we've uh, we've learned now uh, was the the victim last night, the victim last night in part of that shooting. Now, I also loaded in if you're listing right now at one thirty two and you're saying, yeah, but one, I don't I don't have Facebook. Well, we loaded the live streams from last night onto the are um, from YouTube, so you can um, you can see the live stream from last night, and then you can also. That's interesting. Someone sent me police officer in Atlanta arrived to investigate a shooting, but the crowd does not want any white officers involved in the investigation. Thank you for that video. I um, unfortunately I I have to listen to it. Before we could, uh, okay, before I could, I, I can't just hear it. I would imagine it's a pretty rowdy crowd, and we know how that can go as far as the language. So here are some developments today. Providence School Board President is leaving when his term expires, citing a promotion at his job. His seat is one of several vacancies on the board that Mayor Lex Smiley will need to fill. 26 people have applied. Well, that's actually not a bad thing for the new upcoming mayor. Wall Street Journal. Official statistics don't capture the pain of inflation for many Americans. That's because there's something wrong with how we define the middle class. How about the 2021 Boston Marathon winner? Officially disqualified for doping. She was one of the... The Kenyan runners. Channel 5 is breaking that story. How about that? Diana Kopiecki, officially disqualified. It takes that long? The 2021 woman's winner of the Boston Marathon has been disqualified for doping. Received their update in the sanction. As a result, her marathon has been disqualified. She's a Kenyan runner. She also won the event in 2017. Hmm. The uh, winner's prize amount was one hundred fifty thousand. They announced in October the win was under appeal. Well, you got to wonder anyone that can run at that at that pace. I um. When the Kenyans come in, it's uh. It's different. It is different. And at the time, you can't even imagine, of course, no one would question whether or not, in fact, she was the winner. So that was not allowed to be questioned. How about Channel 12 has this guy two years in solitary for a crime he didn't commit? Now he's got an estate payout. Emil Carsetti. Hmm. All right, we'll look into that. Now, the latest on, again, folks, good afternoon. We do have uh, the person, Michael De La Rosa, was shot and killed last night. Sounds like it was, a, it was also a very, very violent crime scene. Hey, for the gun enthusiasts in your life, remember, competition shooting supplies. Stop it and see them. Right in Pawtucket, John Francis, the Defender of the Faith, you can get a gift certificate 
You can uh, get a gift certificate at competition shooting supplies. You you can't purchase things in there if, in fact, unless you, you know, have the blue card. So, but you can get a gift certificate. And for the fire enthusiasts in your life, uh, a gift certificate at competition is a tremendous gift. So in the stocking stuff or what have you, then they can get whatever it is that they want. So get them a gift certificate. People could always use ammo. That's for sure. Folks, at 137, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Again, we have a lot of updates on the website, dePietro.com. This portion of our program is brought to you by the Lodge Puppet Eatery. You know, a gift certificate at K's or the Lodge, that also makes a great gift. Or they're both great places where you can, where you can gather to, uh, you know, gather to celebrate. People are in town, want to get together, meet them for a Christmas holiday meal of some kind. Why not? Lodge Pub, uh, Lodge Pub and Eatery and or K's. Stop into either one. All right, let me skim around a little bit. Get some of the news of the day. Car remains submerged. The Pawkatuck River, hours after the man's rescue. I almost went to that last night, but I'm glad I went to instead the man shot and killed city's ninth homicide of the year. So we are the first ones to break it. And it is sad. It would seem that he leaves behind two small children. Again, from... Uh, from what we understand, oh, we we don't have we don't know who the suspect is, who did it, who's behind it, and what was it over as far as motive. But that part we know is um, you you can see all the video right there on the website, which is depetro.com. Now. Let me also, uh, I'm going to just check. I would say, um, I would say that the, the President Trump, I would say he's not, not, um, leaving on a high note. Uh, the year is not ending on a high note. But let's see what's in store for let's see see what's in store for 2023. How about this Bob Iger's being told to sell off a- AABC and ESPN. Disney analysts spinning off ESPN and ABC is the best path forward. Reasonable probably late in 2023. Wow. That will be huge should that happen. Now I did work for both ABC and then when Disney bought us in the 90s. I did work for them some time ago in New York. So this story, The Hollywood Reporter, we think Bob Iger's returning Disney to make big changes, spinning off ABC and ESPN, probably late 23. That's a big call, certain to cause debate. The analyst who has an overweight rating with a 125 price target on Disney, making a signature pick. It's time for change. Disney stock was trading at 86 a share, down 45% year to date. In the near term, they expect to focus on content and cost rationalization. Separating ESPN and ABC would leave remaining Disney an attractive, pure play IP company. So that would be huge. Now, everything is streaming, though. And Disney streaming, uh, that's a big part of the ABC brand. So that would be pretty major if, in fact, that happens. Yellowstone has its first gay kiss. How about Kellyanne Conway had dinner with Andrew Cuomo but said it wasn't romantic? Carrie Lake still refuses to concede. I don't know how that's going. MAGA war. Marjorie Taylor Greene attacks Lauren Boebert, calls her childish, mocks re-election struggle. 
Here's a new story. Putin thought he would crush Ukraine in 13 hours. Hmm. The golden age of cocaine is happening right now. Now, how is that possible? Other than we've heard a lot of college kids are doing it. It's it's too dangerous. I thought the 80s, when you had Miami and Miami Vice and Central Falls, was known as the cocaine capital of the Northeast. Yellowstone Season 5, Episode 7. From a murderous cowboy to the show to the show show's first male kiss. You know, I'm not watching it as much this season. I'm not. Um, for a variety of reasons. Number one is time. I'm watching a lot of football. Plus, I'm work. Juan is working a lot. And I don't like the fighting with Jamie and uh, Beth. I don't I don't like it as much. Um, it's also, it's tough to keep these shows going, right? It, it's definitely tough to keep a show like Yellowstone going. So far, they have. They have been successful. But I, uh, I've been, there's some other things. That, it, it's tough, folks, right? It is. It's, you gotta, it, it's tough to find any type of, uh, good program right now. Now, if you're wondering about the woke Christmas specials that are in our area, you can uh, read about it right on the website, dipetro.com. Right on dipetro.com, you can read about Trinity Rep, their edition of Scrooge, Then you also have, there's a very woke stage play out there with The Grinch, a community theater rendition of The Grinch. There's also Frosty the Snow Person. Uh, There's also a rendition of Rudolph and also It's a Wonderful Life. And as you can imagine, they're doing their best to try to destroy them and take them out of the element that they were in. All right, let me see if I have, um, who has an update on the Idaho murders? Moscow, Idaho police were called to the house with the murders. You hear the music parting, officers first walk up. Newly released body cam footage hold clues. Huh, let me, um, this was on... News Nation. You know, one thing they seem to be doing with Idaho is they they want to try to I think nail down anyone that has possibly been in this house. Now, I'm also seeing this full surveillance video appears to show Kaylee Gonzalez and Maddie Mogan walking in downtown Moscow, Idaho, hours before the murders. In the video, you hear, Maddie, what'd you say to Adam? I told Adam everything, she says. The attorney for the family tells me it's understanding Adam is a bartender, not a suspect at this time. So they are still, here's a posting, Moscow police say they're investigating whether an abandoned white Hyundai Elantra found in Oregon has any connection to the Idaho student murder. Pull this up. Here we go. Hold on. This is from Law and Order. Here we go. I'm Antoinette Levy here on Law and Crime, and we have some news to tell you about in the case of the four University of Idaho students 
who were murdered a little more than a month ago, just over five weeks ago. There is a photo or a group of photos floating around on the internet, and I've received a lot of messages about this. It is a white Hyundai Elantra in this photo and photographs without license plates and front end damage that has been found abandoned on a street corner in Eugene, Oregon. Now, we all know that Moscow police have been looking for a white Hyundai Elantra. I reached out to police in Eugene, Oregon, and they told me that they have notified Moscow police about this white Hyundai Elantra. It has no license plates, it appears to be dirty, and also has front end damage. I reached out to Moscow PD. A spokesperson there told me they are aware of the vehicle and they are working on it. So uh, this is an interesting bit of information. Obviously, there are 22,000 white Hyundai Elantras between the years of 2011 and 2013 that police are sifting through in the hopes of finding the white Hyundai Elantra that they are looking for. Uh, You may recall just about two weeks ago, Moscow PD put out the call saying that they were looking for a white Hyundai Elantra between the years of 2011 and 2013 that was in the immediate area of the crime scene that early morning on November 13th when those four college students, Kaylee Gonsalves, Maddie Mogan, Zana Kernodal, and Ethan Chapin were murdered in their home. Police have repeatedly said that the person or persons in that vehicle could have information critical to this investigation. So they really want to talk to those people and have been searching for this vehicle for a couple of weeks. We don't know if the white Hyundai abandoned on that street corner in Eugene is indeed the vehicle. However, we thought we should let you know that uh, police are looking into it, both the Eugene PD and Moscow PD, which is leading this investigation with the assistance of the FBI and Idaho State Police. You know, that is, um, again, folks, such a, I don't know how many people have been following this, but you have four people in a college home, college students and found dead in the the element of it is that they were knifed to death. All right. Here is News Nation also has this piece shows them walking downtown. News Nation seems to be doing a a pretty good job on this. They have some good reporters there. Let me hear the um What's the the latest now on this surveillance video that was uh, found? We know that police have had this surveillance video since a few days after the murders, but we are now just seeing it for the first time. And it is not just video. There is also audio. Surveillance video newly obtained by News Nation shows what appears to be Kaylee Gonzalez and her best friend Maddie Mogan walking in downtown Moscow, Idaho, just hours before they were murdered. You can hear their voices in the video. For the first time, we are hearing the name Adam. The attorney representing the Gonzalez family says they believe Adam is a bartender and that he is not a suspect at this time. The Moscow Police Department not commenting specifically on the video, but in a statement to News Nation said any digital content submitted as tips and leads becomes part of the investigation. We review and investigate submissions. Findings become part of the information we do not make public to maintain the integrity of the investigation. Meanwhile, the Gonzalez family is questioning whether the investigation is being handled properly by Moscow police, especially within the first 48 hours after the murders. Their attorney spoke to News Nation's Chris Cuomo. From the get-go, we still get more and more information every day about mishaps or missteps that I think the investigation has made. You know, one of the questions we asked when we went in was, why not, within the first 24 to 48 hours, release some information about we're looking for someone that may have missed work that may have uh, come in with you know injuries to their forearms or their hands things like that it's a small small community um people that have taken a vacation immediately things like that 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 normal things that may be abnormal to people that live in the community and getting that out um and they said they didn't do it because of an investigative reasons police continue to focus on the white hyundai elantra they believe was in the area of the house near the murders and are asking for tips related to the car detectives insist the investigation is not slowing down with the holidays coming up um 
How does that impact the investigation? Because I know there's still dozens of FBI agents assisting and, and state police. Does that wind down at all? It doesn't wind down, but we realize that people need a little time, need a little rest. We want them sharp and ready and, you know, get some relief so they can come back and not miss anything, stay really focused. So the intensity and the pace will remain the same. But at the same time, just giving people some turns to, to get out with their families, get a little bit of mental break so they stay sharp. So police say that the pace will remain the same, but still no major updates. Uh, they haven't released any suspect information or... You know, that is, um, boy, that is a tough one. News Nation is really, uh, they have logged onto the story. I would say that News Nation right now, they seem to have... I want to go to... Police are still looking for the owner of that vehicle of interest. This is the show. I think it's Ashley Banfield. Technology yeah. in a vehicle that, of that era to provide any kind of forensic clues, like the, the GPS that's sometimes in the engine. Not so much the GPS that's up on the dashboard that we get to use to navigate, but that would tell where the car goes and where it's been. You know, that year of car, it's, it's kind of on the cutting edge of when the technology started to come out, right? 2006, they started getting GPS and, and, and those kind of systems. And so this year of car, this 2011, 2013, you know, even the in-dash systems, you know, most of those weren't installed in the, uh, the Elantras. You know, the ones that I looked at, it was just a regular AM, FM radio. Some had a satellite button on them. But that's really because they're a location-based service, right? They're there to guide you on where to go, tell you where the restaurants are, the next gas station. Um, they're, they're, they're a service-based. So that's really where the technology would come in. Okay. If they don't find this car, are they dead in the water here in this investigation? Because it feels like this is all they have. Oh. You know, I don't think so. Um, you know, the forensic evidence is still coming back. I think the forensics is going to is going to solve this case. What happened on the inside of that house, on the outside, that's really going to help solve this case. Now, if this is a car, this this car is definitely a point of interest for law enforcement, right? They've got they've gotten some kind of statement or witness that narrowed this car down to this specific range, right? A twenty ten looks way different than a twenty eleven. A twenty fourteen looks a lot different than a 2013. So whatever information they got to kind of pinpoint this car, they really need to, to, to drill down on that and try to find out um, anything they can on where this car has been. And, and it's a big task, but they have 20-something thousand cars that are these, uh, these Elantras, right? But if you start to kind of dive down to the VIN numbers of these cars, you can actually see if this car was made in Korea on a 2013, did it come in the color white? If it didn't come in the color white, then you can start to rule out. Uh, Boy, what a tough case. What a very, very difficult case. And again, I recognize um, it's it's not everyone is is following it, but it is quite the murder mystery that is going on right now for Idaho college students, Moscow, Idaho. You would think safe area normally is, except when it came to this particular four college students shearing a house and found knife to death in the house all on the same night. So at three o'clock in the morning on, you know, it was Saturday night into Sunday morning, somebody or people went into this house and ended up stabbing to death, which is just the the when you think about how is it you know there were there were six people in the house now two students were not harmed it's very possible that whoever committed this act didn't know didn't know or didn't realize that there were still two other individuals in the house so but it's my understanding you have six people in this off campus housing and Somebody gets in there and stabs to death four of them. There are two girls in a room. And two girls in the room. And then there was a couple. 
And the guy is, um, you know, a decent-sized guy. So, But what is so unusual about that is, let's just say they somehow got into the room where you had two girls that were friends that were sleeping in the same room. And then that type of brutal, heinous crime, you would certainly think that that other people... You know, if it was gunshots, that they would, someone would hear the gunshots. If it was, but in this case, I mean, the screaming, I hate to be so much, but um, that that you would you would just think that you know, people, someone, and it's so easy to to just call. You know, call nine one one or or whatever. Even then, it's it's not a gun. So if someone has a knife, I mean, if you lock the door, I'm not. I don't know how they would get in. So I I again repeat, it is it is a mystery. But four people, I mean, just finding the two people would be difficult. But I think that also really throws it off. And then it's another example that I have talked about. I, if you're listening right now, um, it's one fifty-seven on this Tuesday, December twentieth. I I implore you, highly encourage you, if you log on to Petro.com, our website, you can then you'll you'll see the. We have a link to Allstate Lock where you can, where then you can get, contact them and get security cameras. I think um, it's just at this point in this day and age, security cameras make all the difference. Now, right now, this, this uh, brutal Providence murder from, from last night. You know, that's that's obviously one of the first things they do now. Security cameras can act as as both a deterrent, both a deterrent for people may hesitate and or, I mean, a very important security measure that could end up, you know, I mean, right now what they needed on this home off campus home is and and I think every any type of structure that could tend to be transient and I think I think you want to be on the safe side and have it would make sense to have security cameras I think so folks at 12 excuse me right now it's 159 it's Tuesday. You've been listening to the John DePietro Show. If you'd like to see some of the video from last night, log on to our website, dePietro.com. I will be back on the radio tomorrow at 11. And then tonight, Cranston PD Live. Tonight, we're out with the Cranston Police. You can watch the live stream starting at 8, right there on the Facebook page, John DePietro Show. All right, listen, enjoy this Tuesday. Shop local and stay tuned for... The 2 o'clock news. This is WNRI One Socket. Stand by for news.